0: You can probably imagine a movie scene where the car is driving and for whatever happens, it goes off the bridge. And when it goes off the bridge, the passenger, the driver, they're scared. It's, it's going in slow motion. You see, the, the car, the vehicle, it plunges into the water. Let's just say it's a cold, icy water. And, and again, in slow motion, you see this car just plunging deeper and deeper. And when this car is plunging, the, the, the driver, the, the people are trying to get the seatbelt off. They're struggling. They just, they're trying. They can't get it off. The seatbelt is stuck. And second after second, slow motion, hope is being lost. The water's cold, time is ticking slowly, time is running out, and and death is coming. But then, and I know we all love the but then, but then, there's a rescue. And we are all like that person. We're all like that person that's in the car, that's going deeper and deeper, losing hope. We have no chance to be saved by ourselves. We have no chance. We were dead in our sins. In Ephesians 2 verse 1, it says, for you were dead in your transgressions and sin, which you used to live, when you followed the ways of this world and the, and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, this, and the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following the desires and the thoughts. And like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But death isn't the end. Death is not the end. Whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not, death is not the end. Now, before you get mad at me, we all are going to rise after death. But will we rise to be with Jesus? Or will we rise and live eternity without Jesus? That is the big question. But because of our sin... We're dead. So I'm going to ask some questions today. And in your handout, you can see there's, there's four questions. And the first question is, what was I? What was I? Simply, we can say we were dead in our sin. We were dead. I was dead in my sin. Before Jesus, I was dead in my sin. You know, I was breathing, but not alive. I had no way to free myself. But then, but then Jesus came. And Jesus came to live a perfect life. Jesus came to show us the way to live. The way to trust the Father. A different kind of love than what we're used to. A love that's self-giving. A love that, that cares for others. And we celebrate that Jesus took our sin. And he took our sin to the cross. He he was the only righteous one who ever lived. He's the only one who could pay the penalty for our sin. And while we were still in our sin, Jesus died for us. In Luke 23, it says, It was about noon, and the darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And the sun stopped shining. Can you imagine that? The sun stopped shining, and it was complete darkness for three hours. And there was a curtain in the temple, and it was torn in two. And Jesus on the cross called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had breathed this, he breathed his last. He died for you. He died for me. He died when, when we deserve to be on that cross because the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So second question, what did He do? He died for me. So I was dead in my sin and He took the place of my sin. He took the place where I deserved to be. He willingly died for me. I had no way to free myself without Jesus. I had no way to be have eternal life with God apart from Jesus. Jesus alone saves. He didn't save, he didn't save me just so I could go to heaven someday with Him. And whether that's whenever, whenever that day comes. That, it's not, he didn't save me just so that... Someday I'll be with Him. He saved me so I can live now. He offers us His life, not just for eternity, but starting now. And in the... Without Good Friday, there's no hope. Without Sunday morning, an empty tomb, there's no hope. But we have Good Friday... We, have, we know that Jesus died for our sins. And we have a Sunday morning, Easter Sunday, we celebrate that Jesus wasn't in the tomb. That he, was, he rose from the dead and he is alive. And in Luke 24, it says this, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women went and took the spices they had prepared And they went to the tomb. And they found the stone had been rolled away. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down and with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living? among the dead. They said, He's not here. He has risen. Remember how He told you while he, was, while he was still with you in Galilee? That the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners and be crucified and on the third day raise again. And then they remembered His words. It's easy, it's easy when we're sad. It's easy when we're heartbroken it's easy when we when things aren't going our way it's easy to think about the bad it's not it's not easy to think about the hope and the disciples the followers of jesus these women they they were sad they were crushed they were mortified because their savior jesus christ who they thought was the messiah was dead And somehow that doesn't make sense. How can a Messiah, how can the Savior be dead? So we must have not believed in the right guy. We must have put our faith in something that wasn't wasn't the true King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And when these women heard the angels say, He's not here. He has risen. can, Can you imagine the excitement? Can you imagine the wonder? Can you imagine? Wow, for the last since Friday, when we saw him die, until now, Sunday morning, we have been suffering. We've been sad. We've been thinking we were following the wrong person. And now we know that it wasn't just the right person. It was the Savior of the world. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So what was I? I was dead in my sin. And what did he do? He died for me. And what am I now? Now I am alive in Him. If we've cho- chosen to accept the free gift of life that Jesus Christ offers us, then we are alive in Him. But not all are alive in Him. We all have a choice. Are we going to believe and trust and live? Or are we going to do our own thing? Not believe, not trust. Not live. Ephesians 2 4 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. Jesus Christ gives his gift of salvation by grace alone. No one deserved this gift. Not I, not any of you, not anyone in his history. No one deserves the gift that God provided by sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. But out of his great love for each of us, God sent his son to die. God sent his son not just to die, but to live. And now we can live in him. So are we alive? Or are we dead? That is the question. Are we living like the dead or are we alive in him? You know, the resurrection of Jesus means that life today and forever. We have life for now and forever, for eternity. Not just that Jesus is alive now and for eternity, but he gives that life to us. And he doesn't want us just to wait until someday when either he returns or we die, which that day, we don't know, that could be today. That could be soon. We don't know when that day is, but he doesn't want us just to wait for that day and kind of just walk through the motions and just doesn't matter what happens. He wants us to be alive. He wants us to be living, living for him. So the fourth question is, what am I to do? And and I know sometimes we think, well, what do I have to do? Well, Jesus died for me. I, that's enough. And, and yes, the grace of Jesus is given to us as a free gift. There's nothing we can do to earn it. There's nothing we can do that, would, that we deserve it. And so if someone says you need to do, believe in Jesus and also do this to be saved, that is wrong. And I'm not going to preach that today. But what are we to do? What is our response Oh, it's, it's, what did Jesus say so often in the book of John? He said in John 15, He said, "...abide in Me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in Me. As the Father..." has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commands, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in His love. Notice the word abide. Maybe you should write that one down. (laughs) And he says in, in verse 11 here, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you. And that your joy may be full. Jesus wants us to not do a whole bunch of things on our own. He wants us to abide in Him. Now some some might wonder, what do you you mean abide? Does that mean I have to have a quiet time 24-7? Does that mean I have to read my Bible all the time? Does that mean I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do this? No. No. No, you don't have to do anything. Jesus, His calling for you, if you are a believer in Him, if you trust your life with Him, if He's the Lord of your life, He just says, abide. It's another way of saying, remain in Me. Don't try to do life on your own. Stay connected to Me, He says. You know, someone said recently, they asked the question, am I more married today after 50 years of being married then on my wedding day am I more married today no I got married on my wedding day and I'm still married for 50 years the the person said but the relationship with my wife is so different over the years we have this person said they have this this close intimate relationship they know their wife more and more over the years. Not because of time. Time is good, but it's not because of time that, you're, that this person is drawing closer to their wife, but it's time with her. When you're married, time with your spouse is so, so important when we are a believer in Jesus Christ and we say he is our King of Kings, he's our Lord of Lords, he's our Savior. What Jesus wants for us after we choose to to trust him with our life is he wants time with us. And he's not gonna beg you for it. He's not gonna beg me for it. But here in John 15, he's gonna say over and over and over, remain or abide in me. So before trying to go out and do this and this and this let's be connected to the vine let's be connected to the true source of joy and that our joy would be full jesus says he freed me because of my sin and darkness he made me alive he's continuing to free me from the power of sin because his spirit is sanctifying me. When I'm in this relationship with Jesus and I'm abiding in Him, I'm learning more and more. Not just head knowledge, but I'm experiencing through connecting to His Spirit heart to heart, knowing more about what His heart is and knowing more about what He cares about. And so if we just live our life saying, yes to Jesus one time, I'm afraid that doesn't mean that, that when He says at the end, he, doesn't, he, he says, I don't know you. If we don't spend time with Him, and I'm not trying to say as, as a salvation, but when we don't spend time with Jesus, it might show that maybe... We don't really, he's really not the Lord of our life. And I, I don't want to scare people, but at the same time, I want us to all know, are we living with or without Jesus? And if we said yes to Jesus a long time ago, but we won't forgive, or we won't do what He's asking, living in the way of love, serving being in fellowship with one another then i'm not sure it's not for me to decide it's between it's between you and god but i'm not sure that that's you're gonna be happy on that day but jesus offers himself he takes our place and we choose to say yes and we choose to abide He gives us life and He gives us a chance to abide in Him. And what else would we want to do? I know this life has all kinds of things to offer. And there's a lot of really good things. But nothing is good compared to knowing Jesus, abiding in Him, having life in Him, not just waiting for eternity. And death is not the end. Death in this life is just the beginning for all eternity for us. Death wasn't the end of his story. He came out of the grave, even when it looked like all was lost. Jesus gave his life. The resurrection of Jesus means life. It means life for for me. It means life for you. It means life for him. It means today and forever in eternity. So let's not just wait for eternity let's celebrate Jesus let's be alive in him not because I'm just going to be alive but because he gives me life and our response is to live in him to abide in him to remain in him it doesn't matter if it's five minutes or two hours let's be connected to the vine let's be seeking him out trusting him knowing his heart and doing what he says. I saw this on Facebook this week from another pastor. It says, Many stood and watched as Jesus died on the cross. A Roman centurion who had been part of the proceedings that day stood at the foot of the cross and declared that Jesus was the Son of God. While he acknowledged that publicly, there is nothing to suggest that he was changed by this event. Our churches are filled with people who think they have made a tremendous step of faith when they say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross. Well, good. They've made it as far as the crowd that day. Some people say, I believe that Jesus was God's son. Good. They're right there with the centurion. It isn't just the facts that drive our faith. We can believe the facts about Jesus with never yielding to Him, with never having been impacted by the power of the cross. So I invite you to walk past that point and say to the Spirit of God, how can I let what happened on the cross impact Who I am as a person. How can the cross influence me in the way that I live and lead my life? You know, I gave you each a, well, I don't know if I gave you, there's some smarties in the back that you could have got. And this is just a little reminder that the world is going to say the way of Jesus is foolish. That you're not a smartie. The world does say that. They look at people that trust Jesus with their life and say, you're dumb. But I want you to know the smartest thing you can do, the best thing you can do is to be a smarty. Is to choose Jesus. It's to choose a life that when we were dead in our sin, accepting that not just that Jesus died for us, and he rose for defeating death, but that we can be alive in him and that we can abide in him because death is not the end. So I want to just ask you just for a few moments to think about this question. How does Easter affect how I live today? If we could just take just a few moments to think about that. How does Easter affect the way I live today Jesus we thank you for your death on the cross we thank you for the sacrifice the great love that you gave to each of us Lord I pray that we would trust in you that we would trust in you the the risen Savior the King of the world that we would live our life in you, connected to you, abiding in you. Lord, I pray if, if there's those here or, or listening that don't know you, Jesus, that don't trust you with their life, Lord, I pray that you would bring them into your family. Show them your love. Show them your grace. Show them that this is all they need. God, I pray that you would be working in us. That you would we would be yielding to you, that we would be smarties for you. We thank you for Easter. Thank you for your your being alive and that we can have life in you. In Jesus' name, Amen.